This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. My guest is Matt Catlin from Long Island, New York. Matt is an HVAC technician. He takes Kratom to deal with chronic pain from work-related injuries. He says Kratom deals with pain in a way that allows him to stay focused in a workplace that's often dangerous. Last summer, we featured Matt as part of our Kratom Stories series on KratomScience.com, and I'm glad to have him on the podcast. You're still able to work that at the HVAC. Yeah, yeah, because the yeah. Um, you know going into um, uh, you know especially in our commercial end where we we do a few hospitals over here, and um, you know I've been up at uh, Stony Brook Hospital where they're doing. Uh, they have a you know a testing site up there, and they're building temporary field hospitals for housing COVID nineteen patients. I mean, it's been uh, yeah, it's, uh, actually been pretty busy. Oh yeah, I guess there's a lot up there. So it's pretty bad up in well, I know in the city at least. Is the it, city is, is uh, I, luckily I haven't yeah. been in there in many 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 months, but from what you know, just from what you see on television and what you read is uh, horrendous. Yeah, that's and you're you're in Long Island, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a good like 45 minutes to to an hour out of uh, out of Manhattan. So, but I mean, e- even where I am, Suffolk County, I mean, I think the the uh, the, the cases they, they've they've more been clustered from what it seems like, and certain towns have been higher than others, and and um, you know, but uh, you know, it certainly seems like by the time this is all said and done, we all at some point or another will you know have known someone who is at at very least. Uh, you know, ill and, and hopefully was able to recover. But at some point, I think the oil is going to affect all of us. Important question. Are you still able to get creative? Yeah, yeah, I have been. Um, you know, uh, the, the online vendors pretty much that I order from and everything's been uh, been normal. And uh, uh, e- e- even if I, uh, you know, fell, fell to a point where I would really be, you know, have difficulty getting it, um, it's popping up in areas that you would never think about things like, I mean, I see, you know, uh, uh, card stores and gas stations and, you know, I mean, just, just ridiculous places that you would never think would sell something like that are, are beginning to do so. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, I don't know what that speaks to the quality of the item that they're selling, but it's certainly popping up in a lot more areas than you would think about. The only, the only time that I ever did actually early on, because when I had first heard about it, um, you know, a few years ago, I, um, you know, I, I wasn't aware of purchasing online or anything. The first time I had ever attempted to try it was there was a, you know, a, I, I would assume a lot of people have the same story that I do, where, you know, there's a, a vape shop relatively close to them that's also selling, you know, CBD and things like that. So I went in and um, luckily the person who operated this store was wonderful. Uh, as far as he was kind of like a almost like a historian of it, and I think I got like a 25 minute lesson before I ever yeah. you know, purchased the item, and was able to leave. So he was great, and as far as you know, gave me a lot of uh, background on uh, you know methods to take it, why it's been used, how long it's been around, um, and, and even a little bit into the like legality battles of it. So it was uh, very interesting. Um, you know, fortunately, once I saw the uh, more inexpensive ways to, to purchase it online. I go, okay, probably not going to buy from him again. But the yeah. uh, the first time going was was was, was very beneficial for me because I mean he you know taught me a lot about it. Anybody could get kratom from a variety of suppliers. If, if you write the word kratom on the internet, you get plenty of offers. At least if we could have um, 
you know, have some level of guidelines to go by, you know, the consumers out there would have a better understanding of the product they're getting and believe it'd be safer for people to take. And, and uh, at least, you know, you're getting uh, 100% what, you, you know, is claimed because as, as I'm sure you well know, anywhere you go right now, you, like you're saying, you can get anything and, you know, you could be getting dried up ground oregano in there. You have no idea what you're getting. Yeah, really. It could be green tea. It could be Lipton green tea. You know, you have no <laughs> idea what you're getting. <laughs> Um, so how, how long have you been taking Kratom now? Um, probably close to three years, somewhere around there. My, uh, my, my wife recently has, uh, began as well. Um, probably, you know, probably about a year for her. Um, she's been taking it more for the, uh, the, um, anxiety, depression, mental health, especially at <laughs> this, this climate that we're in right now. I don't think any of us are, uh, are, are, are uh, escaping some level of anxiety. Oh, yeah, so I've uh, been, been helping her with that. Yeah. Why do you take Kratom? Uh, typically would be for my pain. Um, you know, I, I, the, the, the job that I do, the, um, you know, I've had a couple of knee surgeries. I have, you know, bad neck, bad back, bad most body parts. And uh, it's just why um, the field that I'm in, typically I'm not the only one there. Uh, it has swept through and I've seen quite, you know, quite a lot of people that I work with take it as well, which is, um, which is, which is nice to see because it's, you know, helping, uh, the guys that I work with get up in the morning and, uh, you know, get out there and, you know, be able to put, you know, a good solid day in and, uh, continue to make money because some of us would possibly have to think about doing a different career as just being a little, you know, a little too beat up and maybe do a less strenuous job. Were all your injuries and pains or they just pretty much all work related? Yes, every yeah. one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I uh, the uh, my my knee started from a car accident, but even still, that was when you know driving to from job to job, getting uh, T-bones. So I mean, that was uh, the uh, still work related. You know, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been driving around in that in the work truck had I you know that wouldn't have been what I would have chose to do on that Friday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so everything is you know of course still work related. You even you even said in our uh, last interview we did it's you know it's HVAC's physical labor but you you it's not like you can take uh, a lot of opiates because you have to be sharp so you don't put yourself in danger. Yeah, I mean that's one of the number one things that we're um we're a, a union shop that I work for. I'm a you know a local six thirty eight steam fitter, and um you know it's one of the, the the main things that that they they preach is you know to have a a clear mind when you're doing what you're doing. I mean when you're you know trying to you know rig a couple thousand pound unit up above your heads, you know you 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 want the guy on the other end of that that you're putting a lot of trust into to be you know, mentally focused and, and, uh, and just correct with what he's doing. And, and if he was under the influence of anything, he's putting not only himself, but, you know, potentially a large amount of other people in, in that, in that building, uh, in, in danger. So you really need that, that like laser sharp focus. Yeah. And it's, it seems like it, it would, it helps with that. I mean, coffee, coffee does in a sense, but, uh, Kratom seems to, you know, lasts a lot longer and have a lot a little more focus and i was even talking to um this guy andy Knowles, who's in the navy and he actually got kicked out because of kratom he, you know i was like i asked him wouldn't it actually help guys in the military especially if they're in and women especially if they're in combat to stay you know focused and that, that i think that would help people i mean one of the um 
you know, I've gone through through waves of of taking taking it differently and at different times, and uh, you know, um, and that was just in my education of the substance. Where you know, initially I was maybe be taking a a certain amount at night to uh, you know when you're at your 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 uh, my highest point at the time of uh, soreness and pain, and then be able to kind of come down and go to sleep. And then you know, the more I heard about okay, taking a less dosage of that. Um, and the idea that taking less of the substance offers, you know, somewhat of energy or taking more of it, it would, would be more of a relaxing tendency, you know, that, uh, that was life altering for me too, to go, okay, I can actually take a very small amount of this in the morning. And not only will I be pain-free for multiple hours, um, I kind of have better focus. I have good energy and you're absolutely right. Coffee is similar, but you know, coffee has that high, high with the low, low, where then you kind of hit that lull of now I kind of have that hangover effect where the energy is worn off and now I kind of feel like garbage. And yeah. uh, it doesn't seem to do that. It seems to be when it wears off, it wears off, but it doesn't wear off where you're at a position where you're waiting for it to come back where you go, oh God, now I need to take more. I've yeah. never had that that experience as far as I've seen kind of anecdotal evidence of, of people talking about withdrawal symptoms. But I mean... I've gone periods of time where, you know, maybe taken it daily for even months on end and then not taken for, you know, three, four, five days and felt relatively nothing. So as far as a withdrawal symptom, not something I've ever dealt with. It, it kind of seems like coffee with me because if uh, sometimes I'll drink coffee, but then I'll run out and just not buy any for a week and I'll be like, ah, I kind of want a cup of coffee, but then that's it. It seems like yeah, I mean, the, 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 last, yeah. the last time it happened to me was about last, I think it was last year at some point. I had to go do a training for work over in Chicago. So I had to fly in there and I was going to be there for, you know, four or five days, whatever it was. And um, I, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I thought about it. I said, you know what? I'm probably won't be in too much pain because I'm not going to be doing anything laborious and be sitting in a chair going to a class. So I could probably deal without it. I didn't want to deal with like bringing it on a plane or anything like that. So I said, you know what, I just leave it at home. We'll see what happens. And you know, the chips will fall where they may. And, and, uh, I felt nothing. Like you said, I've, I've, I've given up coffee for periods of time. And I would say it was something similar to that where maybe I had a slight headache waking up in the morning and that could have just been, you know, I'm in, I'm in a hotel room in a different bed and I got a weird night's sleep that night. So I, I, I don't know that I'm necessarily able to chalk it up to the substance. I'm really not. So I didn't feel anything. How much do you take in a day on average? Uh, it really depends on the level. I mean, probably yeah. somewhere in the, uh, you know, between the morning and the night, maybe 10, 10 grams, something like that. Yeah. You know, I would take maybe a small amount in the morning and maybe a larger amount at night, you know, yeah. to feel that relaxation. Somewhere around there would probably be the the, the, the norm uh, with, uh, you know, exceptions of maybe you take a little bit less if you're feeling better and maybe take a little bit more. Um, you know, the, the, the weight aspect of it was something that was life-changing for me, too, where um, I was talking to someone online, and at the time I just used to use a teaspoon. And I would just use a teaspoon to measure. And someone told me, like, hey, you know, the leaves are a little different. Uh, you really want to weigh that teaspoon out and see what happens. So I bought, you know, a cheap scale on Amazon, probably six bucks. And, uh, yeah, that's a difference. I mean, <laughs> if you take two different bags, put a teaspoon out, you see one of them might weigh five and one of them might weigh three. And you go, wow, okay, I really am taking off the yeah. charts here. And then when you start to weigh it out and really actually take, uh, you know, realize what you're doing, it, it ends up being a better result for you.
Yeah, and don't mix your extracts up with your regular leaf. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. There's, it's like, you know, it, it, unfortunately, when you don't have a streamlined uh, place of information, when for the most part, you're, you're dealing with anecdotal. You're dealing with a conversation between two people and say, well, this, this is what I experienced. How did you experience it? And then, uh, you know, you just have to kind of go over that and try yourself. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, when we if we get a sensible regulation, it, it, there can be a dosage on the side, uh, you know, even though everybody's right. kind of different anyway, but at least there will be kind of like a basic thing you can look at, like a Tylenol bottle. Yeah, but even at that, because it doesn't, it doesn't appear like at this point, at least, and maybe you, you've experienced it more, but I, I haven't seen... I haven't seen a correlation between like body weight and how much somebody takes. I mean, I've seen people smaller than me take larger amounts than me, and okay, yeah. I've seen you know I, it just it seems to be off the charts. <laughs> so I don't know how one would even figure that out if it's not based off of body weight. Then I don't know what would what it would be based on. I've I've taken the same amount for years. I've never had to. It seems like once I found what the number was, the number stayed the same. You know, it did it didn't seem that after a period of time I had to increase the number it yeah. seemed in the be in the beginning i started small and felt very minimal effects um and then just kind of added a you know a, a half gram at a time until it started to to feel like something was there um and then once once the the magic number i suppose was hit uh then it stayed the same it never changed and what what strains do you like like strains aren't really the same from vendor to vendor it's all based on the processing but what in general what kind of strains do you like yeah i've been reading about that recently as well and it's yeah. it's, it's 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 interesting um because i've i very much noticed the difference from from strain to strain but I, that that also does jump across vendor so that you know it's it's possible that the plant itself I, i've been reading about that that the strains might very well be bogus which is which is interesting yeah um <laughs> you know because typically um i've found um i don't use a lot of white strains because they they seem to um just for me i i found that to be a little too intense in the morning maybe i was a little too more too jittery mm -hmm. so I, I would like more of the green ones during the day uh things like uh melee is always very good i thought the green melees that i would buy i thought were nice um and then the nighttime i, I like to do the uh you know bali's or uh um, there's a, a red Borneo that I've been buying from the, the same guy forever that I think is fantastic for the pain. But, uh, yeah, I've been reading that as well, that the, uh, what we think about the strains might not be accurate, which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, cause there's only a couple different types of trees and yeah, it, it, yeah. depending on the time, uh, the maturity and how old it is, the strain is probably the wrong word. It's this is one was picked this, uh, at this time of year and dried out in this manner. I think it's a lot easier just to call it uh, Red Vein, uh, Borneo, or whatever. <laughs> but even even with the, the parts of the world, though, I mean, I think that that might be, that, you know, you might be onto something there. Because, I mean, if you, you know, if you can eat a tomato from three different places and it's going to taste completely different. You say, oh, well, that's, that's the same beefsteak tomato. Yeah, but I grew it in New Jersey. I grew it on the, you know, yeah. out in the Hamptons. I grew the it in and, and those, those <laughs> yeah, those minerals in the ground seem to matter. I mean, the same way when you were picking yeah. grapes for wine. I mean, those those minerals in the ground do seem to matter as far as the final result. Well, the one thing I wanted to ask you, 
because um, I, I do think that this, I, it, it seems to be reg, regional, is the pronunciation. Because I've heard, you know, you hear Kratom, you hear Kratom, I've heard Kratom, I've heard like, I have heard so many different pronunciations. Where where I am on Long Island seems to be we've, we've settled on um, either Kratom or there's some Kratom here too. Yeah. Um, I had heard, um, what is his name, uh, Hamilton Morris. Well, he did, he did that like uh, Viceland documentary, yes. and he he swears that you know when um, when he was over in Thailand, they were saying like Kratom was how they were saying. It. So it's just the, the pronunciation is that of Pennsylvania. Is, is Pennsylvania have they have they settled on Kratom? Uh, well, I actually settled on Kratom. I, I was gonna call this the Kratom Science Podcast because my guys at Kratom. Kratom science, they say Kratom because they've been right. into Kratom. Yeah. They've been to Indonesia. They've been into Kratom forever. They say Kratom. That's how they say it in Southeast Asia. And then I started saying, I did the little intro, what do you guys think of this? And I was saying, this is the Kratom science podcast. And they're like, you just better call it Kratom because that's like the American pronunciation. And I hear, yeah, no, I hear I know, a lot like of Kratom said, from, yeah. from Southerners. I don't no, know. It could be, yeah. I mean, we it, where, where, where I am, you know, Long Island, New York, most of the stores I was going into were, were, were saying Kratom. So Kratom I went with because that yeah. was like the – you know the first because I had only read it online. I never heard the, the words said out loud yeah. until the you know the, the first person in front of you says that. But yeah, the 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 kratom. It seems like we're all wrong. It seems like kratom is correct. So you said you had like some GI problems when you started taking kratom, and a lot of people do. A lot of people have constipation. How did did you have any trick to getting over that besides drinking a lot of water? Uh, yeah. That that was it. I mean, that was really yeah. the, the the only way over it is that you know you realize that so much of this is uh, dehydrating, and um, I mean the, the the best way that I've ever shown somebody is if you just take the powder and put it in an empty water bottle, put very few droplets of water on top of it, you'll be amazed how long it will stay dry. <laughs> I mean, it just seems to soak up that water and it'll make that kind of paste at the bottom. Yeah. And you just see how much this stuff absorbs water. So if you're not replenishing yourself while you're taking it and not taking, you know, when you think you've drank way too much water, continue to drink more, yeah. you know, um, which I mean, just in general for our health is a good thing anyway, but mm -hmm, it, it yeah. just seems like, you know, it, it seems like with this, you really got to go over the top and you really got to drink a lot of water. And then I never really seem to have anything like that again, but yeah, I, you know, I go on Reddit every once in a while and I take a look and I, I see, um, you know, horror stories of people having severe constipation. And I hope that's linked to just drinking not enough water and it's just, you know, and and there might just be the certain group of people out there that will not be able to take this for for reasons like that. And yeah, and that's what that's with anything. With regular leaf, I make it into a tea every time because I'm I'm like I don't want to put a ball of cement in my stomach. Yeah, you have a weaker flavor with it when you're doing it that way too, so it makes it a little bit easier to to stomach because there's uh, yeah. it, it's the sort of thing as you know that you you would get used to over time, but you're never gonna like it. It's never going to be a flavor that's going to say, hey, you know what, this is this is really, you know, I, I, I enjoy drinking this. You might enjoy the feeling after drinking it, but, you know, the flavor of it is, is obviously pretty rough. T toss and wash tastes like pond scum, and uh, yeah. Kratom tea tastes like pond water. It tastes a little better. Do you know of anything going on in New York State uh, with Kratom legislation? The only thing really there was, I believe it was about two or three years ago, was when it, when it was actually brought up and it never got past the point of, uh, 
um, I forget what the actual technical legal term for that is, but it never it never got out of uh, just being discussed. It was never formally brought up. It was never voted on. It was never anything. And at that time, the only thing they were bringing up, they were never bringing up like Schedule One or anything like that. They they were bringing up uh, as far as to make it 18 and up, and it never even got past that. So so far, hands off up here, which is interesting because I mean, you know. New York and California are always up there with, you know, the most laws it seems to be. So I, I would be, I was surprised that they've somewhat left it alone here, but um, it seems that they have. It hasn't, it hasn't, you know, been been brought up in in quite a few years here. Do you mean the most laws in terms of like um, um, substances or? Yeah, I mean, take a look at this. You had you had uh, the beginning of last year. You had, uh, you know, our, our governor Andrew Cuomo, when he uh, was was, uh, you know, he said his his outlook for the following year was going to be legalization of marijuana for recreational use in New York, and he ran on this. He gave a speech on it, and he said this is going to get done by the end of the year, and it went absolutely nowhere because he could not push it past the legislators and in in this state because they they are. Very strict when it comes to that stuff. The people that have held their positions in New York politics have been there for many, many years. It's not exactly a younger crowd, you know, with yeah. the exception of, you know, the Ocasio-Cortez. But that's obviously she's not going to be making any laws for, you know, anything like that anytime soon. Yeah. But they had, um, you know, they've been in, they've been in their positions, especially at the local levels. These people, you'll find out. Okay, he's been in that position for 25 years or something like that. So, you know, they're they're uh, it's very much an older crowd. So. They, yeah. I mean, that was a large part of his reelection is that Cuomo wanted to have legalization of marijuana for recreational use in New York, and it went nowhere, absolutely nowhere. Our right. lieutenant governor did something good. He went around to all the counties and just talked to everybody. Had like a town hall. Do you, would you guys support this? And most of the state does it, but it doesn't really matter when you have to get it past these uh, some of these roadblock guys. The majority of people, I really think the majority of people, especially if you introduce them to science behind this would be on board i just think that you have um you know there's a lot of there's a lot of fear that goes into it um especially i mean i'm sure you've dealt with it that you know you, you talk to people who say that that's you know that it's it's the same as heroin which is just mm-hmm. you know it, yeah. it, it, it's an insane sentence i mean it's there you know there is literally nothing to back that up um you can you can dispute that very easily but the problem is is that once something is said out loud and once it's believed by anybody, it's very difficult to change somebody's mind once they have ingrained in their head, well, that's the new heroin, that's the new fentanyl. Um, it, it, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. You're fighting, fighting uphill. Yeah, really. And and my favorite thing is I'll play kind of like almost devil's advocate when I, when I have somebody that has, you know, used Kratom to get out of a heroin addiction. I'll be like, well... Or the withdrawals as bad as heroin, you know, and I always get laughed at, and I know that's coming up, but I'm setting them up right. to t- tell the truth about it. Yeah, it's something that I've never personally dealt with, but I mean, yeah. the, the, if 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 you're if they're able to use that to uh, you know combat a, a heroin addiction, that that should be something that uh, should be applauded, not not feared. I mean, when when you have over the years, every 
different generation of opiates seems like it has come out to combat the addiction of the previous one. So that's, that's another thing that we have that's fighting uphill when they go, oh, okay, yeah, that was supposed to be better than this one, which is supposed to be better than this one, and the end result is all the same. So when you come up with a new one that say, no, 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 this one's different, you know, the, the, the counter argument could be we've heard that since the 50s, you know, opium was supposed to be better than this. This was supposed to be better than that. Heroin, morphine, methadone, you know, you could, they could just keep running down the list of different opiates that were supposed to be less harmful than the last one. It's, I mean, and people need to understand Kratom isn't a derivative of the opium poppy. It's a totally different thing. Well, yeah, well, that, yeah, but that again, you, you're bringing up a scientific argument. You have to explain to somebody the difference between an opiate and an opioid, and you know. But once they hear the 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 the, the prefix of opiate in there, that that they're done. That they're done. Yeah, and you yeah. say no. It, it, you know, it may hit the same receptors in the brain, but it's not a derivative of the same plant. It's not a different formula of the opiate plant than the rest of them. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, there was there was an article that came out of Mississippi uh, the other day that said it was a synthetic cannabinoid. <laughs> they like you know enough to use the word cannabinoid, but not enough to not call kratom that. <laughs> Which yeah, is... that's right. I I think I saw that one. I, I I if 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 I'm not mistaken, that was the one that said uh, kratom was either was it snorted or smoked. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is you know two things that yeah. hey look it, if it's possible I've never heard of anybody doing it. So what do you think about I haven't heard anything from the new FDA commissioner about kratom. Do you think uh, maybe he's going to be different than Gottlieb or if there's really an imminent threat right now or or we're because all the legislative sessions are shut down. But do you have any yeah. thoughts about that? Well, as far as the commissioner being any better than Gottlieb, I don't know that it could get much worse than he was at. But, you know, I've said those things before when it comes to politicians, when I say, hey, you know what, at, at least this one's gone. It can't get any worse than that. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the, the new evil presents itself. Yeah. You know, Gottlieb had a, had a lot of uh, uh, conflicts of interest in his past that would make him probably the worst person to be on our side. So yeah. I think that being gone is probably a good thing. And as far as in the immediate, I got to believe in the immediate future, at least prior to getting some sort of COVID-19 vaccine, we got to feel like, you know, it's all hands on deck for that at the FDA to get yeah, that really. approved and to get that to go through. But then afterwards, you know, things are going to go back to normal. They're going to have their pet projects. You know, Gottlieb seemed to, to have a personal interest to uh, go after it. So I, I don't know yeah. that I don't know that the new guy is that way. That's, you know, not enough information has been seen yet. A lot of people are actually getting off pharmaceuticals. I've been going through our comments recently, and, you know, there, there's a whole list of, I got off this drug, this drug, this drug, this drug, and that certainly might, if it catches on uh, as a popular kind of thing, it certainly might threaten uh, the prescription drug industry. Do you think that might be a uh, motive and why they're trying to shut it down? I do, because I think the more you look at it, you kind of see, especially when, if somebody can handle something like that, withdrawal symptoms, symptoms of an illness, a disease, whatever, with using a leaf in its natural form, there's going to be nothing, there's really not much that a pharmaceutical company can do with that. Because you would say, okay, you know, there's a lot of a for certain formula that they can extract an alkaloid here or there and maybe harness it, but there's going to be nothing 
better than the leaf in its pure form. So if the leaf in its pure form can handle this, there's nothing that they can market. There's nothing that they can copyright. So they 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 stand to lose an amount of money in there. If you can just, I mean, if if the climate was correct in your backyard and you can grow a tree yourself and then handle an illness, that's a you know, if that that went across the board for a large amount of people, that would obviously threaten a significant source of revenue for them. Do you think the media has gotten better or worse in reporting kratom since the last time we talked? Yeah, well, unfortunately, based on the the Mississippi article we were talking about there, yeah. it's, it's clearly gotten. It's. I mean, I don't know if that's worse or at least you know, at best the same as it was, because, I mean, when we're talking about people snorting or smoking or, I mean, there was, like you said, a five-minute Google search, 30-second Google search could have corrected some of that information. And I don't know if that's just a matter of, you know, the the climate that we're in right now, like you got to get the story out quick, quick, quick. Um, That could be said maybe for a larger topic, but you know, nobody was waiting for that article, and it, you know they had to break it first. That was yeah, uh, yeah. basically an opinion piece that was put out very quickly, but uh, you know, just completely riddled with errors. And the problem is, you put that out into the world, and even if you make a redaction, the redaction is going to be six months from now, and a blurb at the end of the newspaper, nobody's going to see it. So it doesn't matter. In our last interview, you said kratom can be a tool for achieving goals. Is that something you still believe? I do, because I think that, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, the number one reason that I take it, you, you ask me why I do. I mean, I, I, I could simply deal with the pain if, if I had to. Um, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be in that position. But what it does afford me to do is be able to still do my job at a high level and, uh, you know, feed my family. And I think that, that's, that that's, that's what I'm using it for. I'm using it to be able to get up in the morning, get to my job, and uh, do what I have to do. And I think that I, I truly believe that the majority of people out there are the same. Whether or not you have you know outliers there that are going to be using it as a uh, recreational thing, um, I don't think that that's the majority of this. I, I, I truly don't. Thank you, Matt Catlin from Long Island. The music is by Risey. The song is called Memories of Thailand. The Kratom Science Podcast is written and produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.